Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Hey, guess what? It is time for FOMO Friday, where we make sure you don't have that fear of missing out, particularly if you're not listening to propaganda media. And we bring you the stories of the day, really the stories of the week that uh, you know, you may want to know about, right? And there's some good news today, and there's a lot of news today. So let's get right into it. One of the things that the liberal you know, diversity, inclusion, and equity crowd uh, will tell you is that it is okay to discriminate against Christians because Christianity is the most popular re- world religion. Thus, they oppress other religions. Also, Christians are hateful since the Bible says that God created two genders and that a man can't change uh, you know, in, into being a woman and, and vice versa. So in that vein comes this first story, from a series of articles from the Daily Wire. It says, Canadian police reportedly arrested a teenager handing out Bibles after an altercation broke out between his Save Canada group and a pro-transgender counter-protesters during a demonstration on Wednesday in Calgary, Alberta. Now, Josh Alexander, who's 16 years old, was handcuffed for allegedly causing a disturbance and provoking violence because he approached the activists during an organized international walkout event supported by the Liberty Coalition Canada and Rebel. This is what Rebel News reported. Today, this is a quote, today I was handcuffed and put in a paddy wagon for offering students Bibles on a public sidewalk in Calgary. This is what Alexander said in a tweet, he said, I was released and told if I returned, I would be arrested and charged. I continued handing out Bibles, he added, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Alexander said in a separate tweet that Calgary police authorities arrested him because his views were too, quote, inflammatory to be expressed near the Western Canadian high school, adding some of the assailants were charged uh, charged after the event. Quote, I will not yield to the pressure of the woke mob or corrupt state, he said. We will continue to spread the truth of love. Now, Maxime uh, uh, Berenier uh, is the leader of the People's Party of Canada, condemned Canadian authorities in a tweet, uh, accusing law enforcement of displaying a double standard of justice. Quote, if you burn a church in this country, the police won't devote any resources to catching you, he said. And if you hand out Bibles on the sidewalk, however, or hold a rally to defend fundamental rights in a time of hysteria, you will be arrested and fined immediately. We're a sick society, is what he said. (laughs) Alexander said that he has faced being detained, arrested, charged, suspended, uh, excluded, treated, uh, or threatened, and assaulted on several occasions for taking a stand against progressive ideologies infiltrating the West. But the persecution is not just limited to Canada here. I mean, in this case, 
Alexander was the one being um, being pushed and shoved and, and and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he was the one being arrested. Uh, but you remember that that students have have freedom of speech thing, right? They should in school be able to have freedom of speech. Well, a family of a seventh grade boy is preparing to sue his Massachusetts middle school for banning him from wearing a t-shirt that says this, there are only two genders. That's what the shirt says. The Morrison family plans to file a lawsuit against uh, Nichols Middle School for allegedly violating their son son's Liam's, that's his name, Liam's First Amendment rights. Nichols Middle School is uh, part of the Middleborough Public School District, about halfway between Boston and, and Cape Cod. And Liam, who's 12, said he was told to remove his two genders shirt almost immediately when he arrived at school. In an email, Middleborough uh, Public School Superintendent Carolyn Lyons said Liam violated the school's dress code because the content of Liam's t-shirt targeted students of a protected class. Did you hear what I said there? They were t- his shirt targeted students of a protected class, namely in the area of gender identity. So a, a protected class is what she said here. So since the shirt expressed an opinion that was different than that of the protected class, he was disciplined and his right to free speech was forcibly taken away and violated. Liam came back to school wearing another shirt that read this. There are censored genders. <laughs> but the school personnel told him to remove that shirt as well, he said. So he said, quote, I'm just voicing my opinion about a statement that I believe to be true. And I feel like some people may think that I'm imposing hate speech, even though it's not directed towards anyone, Liam said. So, you know, truth can hurt, but but it's not hate speech, right? I mean, come on. (laughs) I have a lot of respect for this 12-year-old here. The middle school's lawyer told the family's attorneys with Massachusetts Family Institute, or MFI, that the school planned to continue to, to prohibit the wearing of a T-shirt by Liam Morrison or anyone else, which is likely to be considered discriminatory, harassing, and or bullying to others, including those who are gender nonconforming, by suggesting that their sexual orientation, their gender identity, or expression does not exist or is invalid. <laughs> Well, Sam Whittington uh, is is a, a staff attorney with MFI, and he said he expects the Morrison family to, to prevail. He said, uh, quote, we believe that we're going to get a win on this. Uh, I mean, I really can't think of a better fact pattern to vindicate a student's First Amendment rights, he said. Uh, Liam did everything correct in this situation. He hasn't disrupted anything. He hasn't harassed anyone. And yet... They're still censoring him just because they don't like what his shirt had to say. Um, and and that's, that's made even more obvious by the fact 
that they made him take off a censored version of the shirt. So this is definitely just a simple, clear-cut case of discrimination against this seventh grader. But but there is some good news. There, I told you we had some good news uh, this week. And Dodgers, uh, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, have decided not to give a Community Hero Award. Get that. A Community Hero Award to an anti-Catholic drag group after outage uh, uh, and, and pushback from uh, from Catholics. The Dodgers had originally planned to present the award to the Los Angeles chapter of the Sisters of per, uh, Perpetual uh, Indulgence. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is what they call themselves. It's an organization of men who dress in drag queen uh, versions of, of Catholic religious habits and, and nuns and that type of thing. Um, that, that claims to have a ministry, according to their website. Uh, in a statement on Wednesday, the Dodgers said that they have pulled the group from the list of, uh, of award recipients for the team's Pride Night celebration before their June 16th home game. Quote, this year, as part of a full night of programming, we invited a number of groups to join us. We are now aware that our inclusion of one group in particular, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, uh, in this year's Pride Night has been a source, the source of some controversy, the team said. Given the strong feelings of people who have been offer, uh, uh, offended by the Sisters' inclusion in our evening, and in an effort not to distract from the great benefits that we have seen over the years of Pride Night, we are uh, deciding to remove them from this year's group of honorees. This is what the Dodgers uh, had to say. Now, the Dodgers are partnering with LA Pride to put on the team's 10th annual Pride Night. Um, And uh, the the, uh, group's slogan that that is being um, now uh, removed from this Pride Night is, Go Forth, and sin some more. Uh, back in 2007, members of the drag group, uh, well, they tricked the uh, Archbishop of San Francisco into giving them the Eucharist uh, so uh, they could defile it. Uh, on Easter this year, the group put on a Jesus and Mary themed striptease that involved a performer uh, writhing upside down on a large wooden cross. And the San Francisco Chronicle reported that they uh, had shirtless men compete to be crowned the hunkiest Jesus. Um, not sure if I really have to comment on this one, <laughs> but but because um, you know because of the because of your outrage, uh, you know the, what what you have have done as far as uh, you know going to the Dodgers and and telling them that this is unacceptable. Well, the Dodgers did the right thing here. So, and and there's more good news, actually. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed five pieces of legislation into law on Wednesday to protect children in the, in, uh, in the state from harmful leftist initiatives, including um, mutilating surgical procedures, radical gender ide- ideology in schools, and sexually explicit drag queen shows. Quote, Florida is proud to lead the way in standing up for our children. This is what DeSantis said in a statement in signing the Let's Kids Be Kids bill package. Uh, As the world um, goes mad, Florida represents a refuge of sanity 
and a citadel of normalcy. This is what he said uh, about signing the bills. Now, Senate Bill 254, he signed, it outlaws permanent mutilation surgical procedures and experimental puberty blockers for minors, requires adults uh, receiving these surgeries and hormones to be informed about the uh, inevitable nature and dangers of them, uh, grants Florida court temporary emergency jurisdiction to intervene and halt procedures for out-of-state children, uh, creates a pathway to recover damages for injury or death resulting from uh, mutilating surgeries or experimental uh, puberty blockers given to a minor. Now, House Bill 1069 that was signed protects uh, students from having to declare their pronouns in school. Additionally, this bill expands parental rights in education by prohibiting classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in pre-K through 8th grade. House Bill 1521 protects children from sexually explicit performances in all venues. This bill uh, it, uh, prohibits a person from knowingly admittingly admitting a minor to an adult performance. Additionally, this legislation authorizes the Department of Business and Professional Re- Regulation to find, to find, suspend, or revoke the operating uh, or alcohol licenses of hotels or restaurants if they admit a child into an adult performance. The census also signed legislation that effectively forces all public uh, institutions to have separate bathrooms for men and women based on biological sex. And the last piece of legislation that DeSantis signed expands youth access to sports, protects First Amendment rights at high school uh, sporting events like praying during a game, and gives the, the, the state power over the Florida High School Athletic Association to protect women's sports. Um, one moment from the press conference that went viral actually on, online was when DeSantis uh, slammed the pronoun Olympics. He said, we never did this through all of human history until like, what, two weeks ago? And DeSantis said, now this is something they're having third graders declare pronouns. We're not doing the pronoun Olympics in Florida. It's not happening here. So, you know, to me, it's amazing that these things have to be codified into law. I mean, these are just simply common sense. But as you know, as listening to this podcast, common sense is not common any longer. But I I am... To be honest with you, I am not one of the biggest Elon Musk fans that there is out there. I'm just not. I, I mean, I, I like some of the some of his things. I dislike some of his things. Um, but I do like his defense of freedom of speech. Twitter owner Elon Musk doubled down on supporting free speech during an interview this week, saying that he will say whatever he wants to say, and he is fine if he loses money over it. Musk um, made the remarks during a CNBC interview with David uh, Faber when Faber asked him about the following tweet. It says, Soros reminds me of Magneto. <laughs> Musk doubled down on his comment Wednesday afternoon writing, I'd like to apologize for this post. It was really unfair to Magneto. <laughs> 
<laughs> quote, you also said, uh, you, you said he, he wants to rule the very fabric of civilization and Sor Soros hates humanity. This is what Faber asked him. And he said, yeah, I think that's true. And that's my opinion. <laughs> okay, but why share it, he said. Why, why share it, especially, I mean, why share it when people who buy Teslas may not agree with you? Advertisers on Twitter may not agree with you. Why, why not just say, hey, I think this. You can tell me. We can, we can talk about it over there. You can tell your friends, but why share it widely? <laughs> Must I mean there's freedom of speech? I'm allowed to say what I want to. This is what Musk responded to him, and he later added, "I'll say what I want to say, and if the consequences of that are losing money, so be it." Here, listen to what he had to say. You know, I'm reminded of uh, the scene in The Princess Bride. Great movie. Great. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says, offer me money. Offer me power. I don't care. So you just don't care. You want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say. And if, 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 uh, the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. He really does make a lot of sense there. And and speaking of Soros, by the way, a U.S. attorney backed by Democratic um, mega-donor George Soros announced this week that she is resigning after reports from federal investigators concluded that she repeatedly leaked damaging information to a reporter at the Boston Herald about a political candidate to help an ally and then lied about it to the federal investigators. The investigations from the Office of Special Counsel and the DOJ Inspectors General said Rachel Rollins leaked sensitive non-public information to the primary election um, for uh, Suffolk's, uh, Suffolk's district attorney. She favored Ricardo Arroyo over Kevin Hayden. And the special counsel, Henry uh, Kerner, wrote in his report to President Joe Biden, quote, Miss Rollins conducted a leaking non-public DOJ information constitutes an extraordinary abuse of her authority and threatens to erode public confidence in the integrity of law, uh, federal uh, law enforcement actions. You see, the DOJ Inspector General Michael Horowitz uh, wrote in his report we found Rollins' conduct described throughout this report violates federal regulations, numerous DOJ policies, her ethics agreement, and applicable law, and fell short, far short of the standards of professionalism and judgment that the department should expect of any employee, much less a U.S. attorney. Rollins will submit her resignation to Biden by the end of the week, and her attorney uh, Michael Bromwich uh, said that that she would definitely do that. Now, Tom Cotton, he's a Republican from Arkansas. Uh, he issued a blistering statement slamming uh, Democrat senators for not listening to the warnings from Republican lawmakers about the dangers of confirming Rollins to the U.S. attorneyship. Uh, listen to what he had to say. 
Yesterday afternoon, we received the welcome news that Rachel Rollins, a radical pro-criminal Soros prosecutor, is resigning in disgrace from her perch as the U.S. attorney in Massachusetts. Over 18 months ago, my colleagues and I warned that Rollins was unfit to serve as a U.S. attorney. My Democrat colleagues refused to listen, and every single one voted to confirm her nomination on a party-line vote. It was the first time in 28 years that we'd held a roll-call vote on the U.S. Attorney nomination. The last time was in 1993 when Janet Napolitano earned a roll-call vote for her role in smearing Justice Clarence Thomas, which this committee continues to do to this day, this afternoon evening. This vote was a rare case, of course, but Rollins was uniquely unqualified. Her opposition was neither partisan nor reactionary during the same session on this committee. We deadlocked on her nomination. We also voice voted another eight U.S. Attorney nominees. Rollins' record, however, was different. Professionally, she openly said her goal as a prosecutor was to dismantle the criminal justice system from the inside. She also described the U.S. criminal justice system as this is a quote, a cruel and oppressive force of injustice. As a district attorney, she refused to allow her prosecutors to enforce laws against fentanyl trafficking, breaking and entering, resisting arrests, or malicious destruction of property, among other crimes. Tom Cotton tweeted this with the caption, I warned Rachel Rollins was unfit to serve as the U.S. attorney, and now she's resigning in disgrace. Good riddance. <laughs> this is what you get, really, when you elect bad leaders. And speaking of electing bad leaders, leftist allies of Chicago's new mayor, Brandon Johnson, have proposed a budget plan that would tax the rich and businesses and would effectively defund police in a city already rippled by crime. The budget plan was proposed by ACRE, the Action Center on Race and the Economy, and in conjunction with the People's Unity platform and is entitled is is titled 12 billion dollars for a just Chicago. Well, let's take a look at this plan. I mean, the first the first page begins with step 1 of the plan, and that step 1 is entitled First we get the money. Wow. One of the plan's authors, uh, Shaquib Bahai, was a member of uh, Johnson's transitional team, and ACRE touted the budget plan in a tweet claiming that it would um, it, it, it would reimagine everything in the city from policing to climate justice, housing, and more. I mean, seriously, this budget plan calls for $12 billion in new taxes, which would reportedly come at, in, in part by reducing Chicago Police Department budget, right? right? They, they want to reduce the budget uh, for the police there by 9% or approximately $175 million. Now, the city would also eliminate all current police department vacancies, which in August of last year amounted to over 900 patrol officer vacancies, and a hundred detective vacancies. You see, this, this is this is crazy. I mean, they're, they're talking about, about corporations and, and businesses uh, that have at least 50 employees would have a head tax of $33 an employee. Just, hey, you've got an employee, you have over 50 employees. Well, $33 an employee, um, thank you very much. 
I mean, they said this would uh, estimate uh, to bring in $106 million in revenue. Uh, anyone making over $100,000 would face, of course, you know, that's the rich, right? Would face an additional 3.5% income tax, totaling another $1.2 billion. And the city's top 10% of earners would get hit with a 0.4% wealth tax. According to them, that's another $960 million annually. A real estate transfer uh, tax on transition of over $1 million, uh, which the report states would generate another $1.63 billion in revenue. Uh, I'm sorry, $1.63 million in revenue would be used to fund housing projects that the report claims would eliminate homelessness. Yeah, sure. I've heard that one before. Uh, now, remember, this is Chicago, okay? This this is Chicago, the murder capital of the USA. And the new mayor, what's his plan? It's to raise taxes and defund the police. Wow, that, that does not sound like a good plan. But let's look at another example of how liberals are hypocritical and would ban happiness if they could. Social media users lit up Twitter on Tuesday following reports that the U.S. Department of Agriculture was weighing a proposal that would ban providing chocolate milk for school kids in the cafeteria. Yeah, that's what I said. A, a headline tweeted by the New York Post read, USDA weighs ban on chocolate milk in school cafeterias, which the piece noted has already been adopted in major cities like San Francisco and Washington, D.C., and the proposal would ban the product in elementary and middle school cafeterias across the country. This is what the Wall Street Journal reported. One official, Erica Lauren Kenny, uh, a, a public health and nutrition professor at the Harvard uh, T.H. Chan School of Public Health, told the Wall Street Ch Journal, uh, from a public health perspective, it makes a lot of sense to try to limit the servings of these flavored milks because they do not because they do have quite a lot of added sugar. <laughs> Opponents have questioned the ban and noted the ridiculousness of having a product that most kids like and that has nine essential nutrients in it and say, you can't drink this. You, you have to drink the plain stuff. Uh, some of the, uh, of the Twitter, uh, some on Twitter blew up over the proposal, suggesting that the ban might lead kids to drink less milk of course, and agreeing that doing this, the feds may as well just ban happiness. <laughs> here's, here's one right here. Here's one person tweeted, Nanny State wants to suck all the fun out of life. Uh, another added, why don't they serve the children cardboard? And yeah, that is what is causing obesity. This is what a third person wrote, a half pint of milk. <laughs> The decision on the proposal, which would impact some 30 million students, is expected by next year. And the kids affected uh, would be those in school by uh, the 2025-26 school year. Uh, you know, I, I thought that we were supposed to be in a body positive type of society now. It didn't matter how fat you were. I don't know. That's that's what I heard anyway. And, you know, my... My kids, they don't have to worry about it since they're homeschooled. And in fact, I gave them chocolate milk just yesterday for lunch. So anyway, we, we have, we've covered uh, uh, 
a couple of stories today where people are getting what they deserve. Target stores uh, were in full support of BLM when they were writing and they are in full support now of all the leftist causes like abortion and transgenderism and things like that. Now they're starting to pay the price for their support. Target executive revealed on Wednesday that the retail behemoth is suffering from considerable losses driven by organized retail theft. Target CFO Michael Fidelke uh, remarked in a in an earnings call that the retail uh, shrink the, the, the loss of products from theft is called retail shrink. Um, and it's, it can be accidents. It can be um, accounting errors and, and other phenomena apart from sales is expected to reduce profitability by an additional $500 million. It's half a billion dollars in comparison to last year. That's huge. The firm um, re- referenced theft and organized retail crime. Yes. Organized retail crime as uh, increasingly important drivers of the issue in the first quarter earnings report noting that the company is 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 forced to make significant investments in strategies to prevent this from happening in our stores and protect our guests and our team i mean that's crazy that amount of of theft by organized crime uh, and they call it organized retail crime um, target stores actually uh, uh, have have started to shutter some of their locations. Four locations earlier this year, in fact. One in Philadelphia, one in Minneapolis, and two in Washington, D.C. area, uh, citing decreased foot traffic at the stores, and, but also the crime levels of, of, uh, of, of the cities as well. Several major cities have, been lar- uh, have seen large numbers of store closures in recent uh, months, a trend which comes as occupancy rates in major cities decline and elected officials call to defund law enforcement. Uh, San Francisco has witnessed the closure of multiple Walgreens locations. In fact, I think almost all of them within the city. Uh, two Nordstrom department stores, a T-Mobile for, uh, storefront, and a, and a flagship Whole Foods grocery. Uh, and, and yet leftists call for more defunding of police. I mean, is this crazy or what? I mean, the problem will only get worse as these liberal policies are enacted. Um, But now they're coming back to bite the very people that are supporting them. And it's kind of interesting to see, isn't it? And and you know what? I I would love to hear from you. If you think that that these, these cities are on the right track, Hey, let's talk about it. If, if, if you, if you're, uh, you know, if you got a little bit of a grin on your face because you know, they're, they're getting what, what they, what they voted for basically love to hear that too. And let's, uh, let's, let's have that conversation. Uh, Uncommonsensepodcast.com. And thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications. 